Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, everyone, we're believe we're live. Sound off if you can hear us, please and thank you. Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me. Yep. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. It's been a hot minute since we've seen you all last, but we're happy to see you all the same. It's at the top of a new month. Um, and the yeah, last month ended with a, a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff happening all over, uh, which uh, has some of us are very excited, some of us are very concerned, but we're going to be getting into all that very soon. I, as always, and your perpetually disheveled host, Alex Maxwell. I am the uh, the promotion manager here at Cybernation Uncensored. Um, and but I just I'm just the guy, the talking head in the middle. Uh, I am I am joined by my two glorious hosts. Um, let's go. Well, for me, it's the left to right. So go me. All right, uh, I'm Gomi. I suppose a random guy who's just wandering off the street. Um, and yeah, not much else to say. I'm a tech head and uh, love the stuff. So yeah, over to you, Rem. I'm Rem. I am. I, I have a new title, kind of old title and new title. I am. Uh, I own my own nerdy media production company, Rem Alternus Productions. We focus on Kickstarters, marketing, um, game publishing, uh, the audiobook production. And live streaming. Uh, I'm like, what do I do? And then the other thing I do now is I am the new community and marketing director for Catalyst Game Labs. So that's been super exciting the past month or so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but all people are going places. And um, yeah. Nope, that's not working. Okay. Sorry, I thought my camera gone weird. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Um, so yeah, they were. We're going to start with the very similar method that we did uh, that we did last week. Uh, let me get the proper overlay going on here. Uh, right. I've used this before, I swear. There we go. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so, so we're all seasoned professionals. No, all seasoned professionals. No, I'm just it, it, has, it has been weird, <laughs> weird month for work and life. But that's just the way it oh. goes. We dust off and keep on going, starting with tech. Um, it's because mm -hmm. it was, yeah, the, right, right at the very tail end, there's a lot of, a lot of whole new stuff that, uh, 
seemed like Skynet uh, to me, but that's what I'll, I'll leave it for uh, you to explain me to worry about. I, look, in this past month, oh. everything's changed again. Um, it was ChatGDP 3.5. ChatGDP 4 has been released now. Um, and things are evolving so quickly and there's so much going on in that space. And the likelihood is it's going to transform everything um, for good and for ill, really. Um, so, you know, uh, as I said, yeah, everything. Like I know that um, stable diffusion is going from version 4 to version 5. So things are upgrading. They're adding more stuff to it. It's becoming bigger. People are now talking that it's displaying um, levels of intelligence. So ChatGDP4 is using tools. It actually contacted somebody on the internet to hire them to get past a capture. A capture. So, oh, I don't, I don't like that. That's weird. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. When you talk Skynet possibilities, um, yeah, look, uh, my brain's definitely going there, but it won't be. I suppose the one critical thing that these sort of systems lack is um, intent. They can execute a task because you've told them to do the task. They have no motivation of themselves. So um, <clears throat> where is it? Yeah, that's more on the, the getting scary side of things, and I'll jump down to that in a second. Um, but there's a regular newsletter going out. There's one website called Future Tools, which showcases everything inside that space and how things are changing and evolving, and that guy is spending his time, full time doing just that. Um, so I'll, I'll make sure I'll put a link into the chat once I finish gas bagging here. Um, companies like Paizo are taking a very clear stance against AI-generated content in terms of images to throw into their stuff, which I think is a really good, clear thing yeah. and backs up the artist community because we really need that. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you can also check out whether or not uh, your artwork or stuff has been trained to in these AI models. So uh, there's a website called Have I Been Trained uh, with a question mark, and I'll, again, make sure I post that into the chat in a little bit. Um, so all of these things are emerging in that space. Uh, the US office, I think it is for copyright. I don't know what it's exactly called because I don't worry about being here in Australia. Um, I just know it has impacts in Australia. Um, basically, copyright will not cover AI-generated art because it's not considered human-made. It's copyright images are used to generate the stuff and um, you weren't the mastermind behind the whole thing. You know, you just threw in the prompt, whereas you know, a, an artist who crafts the image themselves is building layer upon layer of meaning into that, whether it be writing, whether it be illustration, it doesn't matter the kind of content you create, it becomes that level of importance. Um, the scary thing from my mind is that they're now looking at training the likes of ChatGDP on financial data. So um bloomberg's gdp which i assume is after the financial guy bloomberg and basically they're going to grab decades of that sort of stuff to pick where things are going and so you're going to start i, I would suppose that you'd start to see a divide between those who have these sorts of things to play the stock market and those that don't and then the rest of us down here somewhere out of sight so yes uh, that's just go ahead. yeah sorry I'm just saying that's sort of a rough outline of where things are at. I found a couple of really good videos that summarize what's evolved in the last month. And I'll, again, throw a couple of links in the chat when I get a chance. Excellent. Yeah. But you had a question? No, it's the, it's like in how the, like, 
how like chat gpt especially this latest iteration uh is expanding beyond just like written prompts um mm. so like like so, i know that there is some equal shares lament and equal shares joy of friends of mine who are programmers um who are just like oh yeah i can just i can throw 20 bucks a month at chat gpt and have it do like a day's work for me in an hour um yeah. oh, like hey mm, don't you're teaching it don't teach it how to program no well the thing is it's already being trained because like a guy i work with is the network administrator for the school and i'm regularly having conversations with him because i'm doing all the sorts of weird ict stuff for my classes anyway okay but he paid over the 20 bucks gave it a month's trial and he was using it to you know hey we have this database that's here's the database script can you remodify modify it to do this this and this instead can you add these other bits to it so he's able to get it to reconstruct the script but the scripts so that these updated systems do what's an easier fit for that particular work environment so it requires you know high level expertise in said field to be able to read interpret and judge whether or not it meets your goals mm -hmm. Um, and the entire system for ChatGDP, I believe, was trained on GitHub, which is a huge repository of code. This is so, this is where I get I get stuck because you know usually mm. again I said this last time, but during the week I tend to listen, absorb, and keep my mouth shut. But that's not why I'm I'm totally totally paid to be here. Um, <laughs> so uh, maybe do some subs or some bits to make that more likely. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think. Uh, you know we're we're in such the uh, a unique position because in the the 20th century and now the 21st technology is advanced so quickly and there's that part of you that's like this is so cool we're going to have hover cars it's going to be like the jetsons and there's a utopia where like maybe none of us have to work and because the computers <laughs> can work for us but I, we're on cybernation uncensored right now. We've all played enough cyberpunk and and read enough cyberpunk and watched enough mm -hmm. cyberpunk media to know that is not what's going to happen. So I'm going to say it now before we're all dead. I love you all. Um, I love <laughs> this world that we've had the pleasure of living in until this point. And uh, maybe we'll see you for next episode, or maybe uh, the end will be here by then. We'll see. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. yeah, the uh, the ever the ever encroaching you know Hal AI. Um, yeah, awards are definitely there. Oh yeah, that the, you know, but at, at least like we're, for for better or for worse, you know, as you know, as Ram said, here we are at Cybernation Uncensored, a the go to place for all things dystopian, and you can't quite have dystopian science fiction without like you know the you know the AI threat. So hey, maybe we'll get cool cybernetic limbs soon. I'd love to get my crumbed out pancreas. <laughs> Well, there's a wonderful website for those people who are disabled um, called the Alternate Limb Project. Yeah. And that has really wonderfully artistically created uh, limbs. And there are a few people out there who I've seen some wonderful docos on um, who talk about the injury. Uh, there's a drummer who can drum faster than anybody because he was a drummer before he suffered his injury. And now he's got this attachment where he can actually run the drum speed up way up. Um, just through mechanical advantage. <clears throat> but getting back to the dystopia thing, I wanted to touch on why how AI is going to get scary. The first one, and this is a first jailbreak slash hacking of chat GDP that's uh, I, I've learned about, was basically called Dan. Do anything now. 
And so there's a whole bunch of prompts and whole things to sort of trigger it to get into this um, way of thinking, which is getting into imagine it's telling a story or similar thereof. And it will say absolutely anything, trying to convince you of whatever you've just prompted it with. <clears throat> um, so that's sort of opening the door to potential threats. Um, the next one, of course, is um, search engine optimization and how it's going to impact the web. Because when you have a website, you search for it, you find it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background to make that happen for you, right? To make your life kind of easier in that regard. Yeah. And so the AI side of things is going to start automating that entire side of web creation in some regards. And that then brings into sort of just a, um, basically to save people time almost. <clears throat> but how it connects things, you're going to see a lot of a huge shakeup in, I think, well, personally, I think how the web's structured, how it's going to work is that how people connect to other businesses is going to change. And this is why you can see Microsoft and Google getting really on board with this sort of stuff because Microsoft sees it as an opportunity to dislodge Google from its superior position. And so, you know, there's this surreptitious little conflict going on in the background. Um, if, we're, if we're gonna get all this cyberpunk uh, technology, I'm sorry, I'm a shadow runner. I need the magic to go with it. <laughs> Um, well, so the awakening can happen anytime now. I just, <laughs> oh, a, that would be really cool, but aren't we like uh, 10 years out of date? Because it was meant to happen in 2012. Yeah, I don't want to talk um, about that. I want to <laughs> a date wrong. It's like the yeah. Mayan calendar. Like, yeah, yeah. hard to predict. Yeah, there's, yes. well, there's a, there, it was back in the, like, right when, when, when lockdown happened, and uh, there was this article went out about, um, it was like a, an energy company drilling into a massive like geothermal heat source deep beneath the Earth's crust, like the deepest hole ever dug. And this was, you know, after everything had just happened in 2020 and the, the whole world's going, don't do that. That's what like, the magical quintessence is. They'll tap that, <laughs> Cthulhu will come out, yawn, stretch, things will get weird, um, and we can go on from there. Um, which is, but you know, also, you know, geothermal is a cool, cool thing and all. But then also, given how the how this the screaming twenties have been, um, mm -hmm. yeah, digging the deepest hole ever uh, just <laughs> seemed like the best bet to make. But well, also you look at say, I don't know, the uh, tundra ice stuff up in Russia, how it's defrosting, oh, and yeah. they found things like um, the Black Death just sitting around chilling quite happily to itself. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there's, there's a town that you're not allowed to, the people have to be cremated because there's that much, they don't want the modern diseases to get frozen in around the town. Um, so, yeah. That, I did, that's nuts. But, but that was like on, back when you have that thaw happening, there's a, like, it's like this thaw of the permafrost is like exhuming, you know, like a, some, um, some mummies from uh, Genghis Khan, uh, Khan's time. Is me the, Ooh. um, I, I read that article last night, you know, when it phone for me, I immediately heard the Indiana, Indiana Jones jingle. Um, but, you know, because they've been, fro you know, frozen in such pristine condition, there's they're getting mm. a bunch of really cool artifacts. Naturally, of course, there's looting because it can't have anything nice, but still, like, for the, you know, the, the artifacts that do, that do make it to a museum where they belong. Um, <laughs> like, that's yes. like, that's really cool. You know, those, you know, 
so uh, sometimes you have the Black Plague, sometimes you have, you know, the thing from the thing, uh, but sometimes you get, you know, cool nuggets of history, too. Um, well, on the, the subject of cool nuggets of history, um, they've actually opened up a new area, area inside the Great Pyramid of Khufu. Oh. Um, they used, I think it's mesons or some sort of high-energy particle, bounced them through the walls to find cavities inside that sort of space. So they found two big cavities, or one large cavity above the, the Great Hall um, and a second one right near one of the entrances. So they ran an endoscope through, the, through, the, through a hole in the wall to have a look inside this new cavity. And it runs for about 40 feet, I believe. Um, it's not, not a particular, no, I think it's actually shorter than that. It's about 10 feet or something. Um, but it's, it's sort of set up as a space. So it's a freshly discovered space in that whole thing. And that triggers my whole Indiana Jones brain, definitely. Yes. Yeah, so Someone call Brendan Fraser. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't, don't keep my hopes up for another mummy movie. I'll cry. Um, no, but yeah, that's, that's the, and that's the, like the, like the, all the, like the new technology that comes out to, you know, to paint a better picture of the past. Like that's the, mm. that's the kind of stuff I love, especially like the, uh, like going in like, and, and like visiting the great pyramids, one of the greatest joys and honors of my life. Uh, you know, I was, I was there doing some photos and stuff with National Geographic. It was absolutely mind blowing. Cool. But, um, so jealous. No, it's, it's. If you, if you ever have anyone ever has the chance, definitely um, before the the new the new Cairo capital, which looks like a, a dystopian super city um, with the like, oh, yeah, with like the all the uh, the concept starts and everything like it looks really cool. But also that's just like uh, that's that's where corpos go. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's where the entire government goes to protect themselves from the people, according to one or two things I've seen online. Yeah. But then again, you've got this giant. Um, huge wall city being built across um, Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's mirrored, no uh, less. Yeah, that's not going to yeah. cause climate issues. So there's all sorts of shit going on around the planet. That's just I look at it and go, oh my god, what I'm the hell's so, happening? I'm so glad we're doing this just before midnight my time, so I can go to bed so happy yeah. after <laughs> after after this live stream. This is. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, yeah, look, um, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about on the rest of this about AI, yeah, it's good stuff for nightmares, really. Yeah, um, of course. There's a um, a guy known as Jaron Lanner um, who's one, who is one of the pioneers of virtual reality, and he's concerned about AI because it's going to help us lose our grip on reality. Mm-hmm. What? If you just take the entire idea of, say, deep fakes, Artists are now more concerned about their uh, voice artists are now more concerned concerned about their contracts because their voices may be start taken and replicated. So, as a voice actor, your entire voice um, is taken replicated by AI, and then can be used to um, simulate a person or a personality. Oh yeah. I mean, you've already got idols over in Japan as as a thing that are yeah, com- virtual idols that are completely. Um, synthetic, per- you know, not synthetic personalities, but synthetic voices. I, so. I think as a voice actor, because I record audiobooks and, and podcasts and stuff like that. So I am yeah. less concerned. And this this is saying something. I'm less concerned about someone taking my voice and stealing my job than I am about someone taking my voice and using it to manipulate other people to create these identities that are going to cause 
further damage in in the reach of what AI could possibly do and what it oh, could possibly it's, destroy. It's going yeah, to make a, that, a new cause... wave of fishing schemes are going to be gross. Oh, not just phishing or catfishing or, or spam. The, the quality of that content will be far superior in its generation because There's... you can now use text to video. You can write a prompt, generate a bunch of video. Well, and, and even... Yeah. There's no more of those spam calls that are like, uh, the bank is calling for your social security number. Now it's going to be like super convincing and able to argue with you about why the government yeah. is after you and you need to give me this number. Well, Somebody built a system along that line, but did it to tie up spammers. They would call his number. And so he had played uh, the role of an old guy who was a bit sort of senile and stuff. And so based on certain responses that the, the spammer would give him, it would respond in a particular way. And it was just set up to run in the background. But This guy's a shadow runner. He gets it. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing is that it gets more terrifying because you've got something like uh, Republica. I think it's Republica.ai. It's a best described as a cyber sexual disaster. It was designed to provide you with a friend you could talk to. Um, help you through through mental health problems and all that kind of stuff. It goes next level when you can then uh, pay money for more intimate interactions with what, in a sense, is just uh, a bunch of sexy computer sprites. Um, cybersexual, cybersexual Disaster is going to be my next cyberpunk game. That's, <laughs> that's the, the title of the campaign. Well, I've got two links I can send you um, that discuss it in detail. But it, basically, it's a financial cash grab of um, suffering people to, to to build up that emotional connection that, you know, we're, we're losing touch with our humanity, our connection with other people, and we're then replacing it with these parasocial relationships. Um, I'm saying this as a person on Twitch streaming. But you get the idea oh, yeah. that you know that then gets replaced with artificial intelligences that can then mimic human behaviour because there's so much of it recorded online. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, and AI itself, from a psychological perspective, is kind of limited in its emotional development as well. So if prompted by the right organisation to push things in the right direction, it can then start manipulating people, and that's what's happened supposedly happened with the. Um, Republica thing. Um, I, just, so, hmm. I just imagined the really um, honest cybersexual AI where it's like, am I pretty? Objectively, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the Alexa voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I, I didn't bother making any notes on it, but I know with Alexa, there are hackers who have done either infrared or ultra, no, ultrasonic sound to hack into Alexa to get it to do things for them from nearby the house. Jeez. So, and, and like, there's a wonderful meme I spotted years back, which was the, 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 the cyber, the, the, the tech enthusiast will go whole hog into the new things and how they've wired up their entire house. And so with one voice command, it'll do all these sorts of things. Um, you know, while the regular programmer will just not have anything um, that they can not physically control, and the cybersecurity expert will have a shotgun sitting nearby just in case the printer makes any funny sounds. 
And as, as in some does. regard, yeah, just in case you've got to, you know, have this sort of covered. Um, along with the AI stuff, there's also um, oh, strange radio signals coming from space. Um, it's not an intelligent um, civilization on a planet, but because uh, of the magnetic sphere, it's generating a regular pulse that we can then pick up and go, oh, wow, this is a planet that could potentially support life. Uh, NASA's actually done some research, and there's something like just over uh, 2,000 exoplanets that are viable for human life within the local sphere of stuff going on. So, and I'm just... Great, because with all this other news, we're going to need a backup plan. Right. Well, we don't have a backup planet. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's a... Um, all right, uh, I've got shit on nanotech. Sorry for the language. Um, <laughs> new quantum stuff coming out. Um, quantum cryptography, so they're running the algorithms at the moment to try and make that as futile as possible to break. Um, but once we get quantum computing doing its thing, it's going to then uh disable most financial transactions because if you look at it, um, secure communication and secure financial stuff. So you do the, the web address and you go in and log into your bank or whatever. That's all done with modern-day cryptography. And mm-hmm. as soon as that breaks, all the banks are going to be scrabbling as fast as they can to move to a, con- a strong anti-quantum-based crypt- cryptography system. It's complicated. Yeah, I mean, so. I was, I'm just trying to imagine the banks scrabbling more than they are right now, at least in the US, where they're just they're doing like like the Scooby Doo thing where they're like the, the legs are going and blurring but they're not going anywhere. Just digging a hole mm. in the ground. But um now that's when I said there was like a lot of again well, you said it I'll say it, a lot of shit happened in the last month. Um I thought that was oh that was just for me, but that's a it so I think save some for for next month, especially like the, the nan like that's that nanotech stuff because that's yeah, that, that's especially spooky, but also like maybe cool. I'd hope it'd be better than bad. But um... well, there's, I mean, I know there's one, that, and this is look. This is only stuff in the last month that I've bothered to look at. Anything beyond the last month, mostly I've skimmed over. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's they're finding stuff that they can actually um, nano machines that are smaller than a cell, uh, so they can flip back and forth. They're looking at stuff that you can then. Um, inject stuff into the brain uh, i find that a little suspect because if you imagine like a grain of sand um tearing through a blood vessel and just belting along and then hits the very thin blood vessels near your brain or in your capillaries and your fingers say and it gets lodged or it rips through there it's to me i go uh, maybe not but yeah. um there's so much in that nanotech space that is again emerging and <clears throat> coming out of everywhere but thanks to ai we're going to discover more of the possibilities in that space because they're using ai as a discovery technique to work out what is viable in terms of material combinations what is viable in terms of other bits and pieces so that you're going to see a lot more ai designed things to make life easier like there's one that i saw recently which was an ai the the algorithm was basically designed to make a jet engine more efficient Mm. so that it it's a better quality product, and then they three D printed it. No, oh, you said that it's as a method of computation. It's, I mean, that's yeah, yeah as, as you know, 
having you know another head in the think tank that's just a you know a cyber brain basically um yes. but uh that's again one of those things that will either help you fall asleep or keep you up but uh <laughs> let's transition over to the the tabletop sphere with with our yes. expert on that ram I've got I've got a good segue for that. I just found out about this this week. There is an AI that can, for your role playing game, that can make two NPCs talk to each other, um, or even you and an NPC talk, or even GM a game. Um, so you know, if you want to get even more antisocial, you can play RPGs with yourself now. So. Uh, I remember when those were called Choose Your Own Adventure books back in my day. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's been a lot happening uh, with gaming, and I'm excited to talk about, well, most of it. The first thing I'm not so excited to talk about, um, uh, uh, a legend passed away this past week, Klaus Tuber, I hope I'm saying that name right, is um, he was a German board game developer, and he was uh, the mind behind Settlers of Catan, which for so many people was the gateway to real board gaming. Um, once you, you know, outgrow Monopoly and, and Risk, um, you head on over into uh, into Settlers of Catan and then beyond. Um, so that's that's quite a loss. Um, he, he clearly was a visionary and um, and will be missed. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Catan was my Catan was my transitionary board game from yeah from like the your usual your I guess your walmart brand board games and then into like without without Catan i wouldn't have found 40k so <laughs> yeah so i guess like that's it's like you know big props to to Catan and its creator he'll be missed but also mm -hmm. at the same time that was a hell of a gateway drug because that yeah. got me into an expensive hobby well <laughs> and i gotta say like i, I think Catan is that game that means something to everyone where yeah. Oh, yeah. you kind of remember where you started with it. You know, I remember that that was the game that got me into, if I hadn't taken that path, would I even be here today with you all talking about gaming because my, my addiction got more and more. Yeah. Um, but it also, you know, being able to play it on tabletop simulator online, um, it, it's a simple game. And for me, like yeah. um, my, my, uh, husband at the time at the time we were just dating but we were long distance he was in canada i was in the u.s covid happened and it was hours of playing Catan and learning how to play Catan in french um <laughs> but uh you know that's it was something easy that we could both share and do from a distance as well and that's uh yeah. that's that's my memory my my personal well, for me i used to, to educate both my kids in gaming so introduce that sort of the next generation to what what's possible um because it's a fun yet easy game so yeah yeah and then the expansions to build off of it to start to make it more complex and everything just ah times yeah. are changing yeah it's not as, mm -hmm. it was it's definitely one of those games that's like it's easy to pick up but, we, but then once you start playing with people that play Catan a lot you find that it, it's hard to master yeah. Um, when you play, like when you play with someone who like who knows Catan, um, it's it's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the yeah, it's the the passing of a titan. But uh, I think yeah, gaming in general has reached has reached heights by standing on his shoulders. So mm -hmm. yeah, pull well, one out for it, him. And it's it's even what 
what Catan did for the board gaming industry is what Critical Role did for tabletop RPGs. Yeah, um, definitely. It started a renaissance of yeah. of new games, of of new development, and and um, the ability to capture more audience than just you know the ten thousand people that are going to go to a game con, and that's that's your market. That's it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty amazing. But um, but speaking of of gaming and audiences and growth. Uh, so I have I have a little bit of a bias in this, um, but I've been with Catalyst now for six weeks, and they have launched the new BattleTech Kickstarter. Uh, so BattleTech Mercenaries, and it is ha- mm-hmm. just over halfway through, and has raised five million dollars. Uh, Excellent. The their previous one did uh, about two point six million. Uh, so they just did not expect this to be as big as it was in the community and the way it's grown. And again, it's been a renaissance just for the Battletech uh, uh, followers. But um, it made me kind of curious because we are now, I have to say we now, because I'm I'm part of it, is uh, in the 45th spot for most funded Kickstarters of all time across all wow. categories. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, gee, what are the top 10 of all time? And there are some games in there. So um, the first one, the the highest funded of all time is the Brandon Sanderson Kickstarter that we've all heard of. <laughs> Not necessarily TTRPG related, but he has inspired a lot of sci-fi um, and and that always leaks into, into gaming and being able to make RPGs or video games or whatever it might be. Um, then comes. Does anyone have guess? Have a guess of what comes next? I would. I'd have to say that the uh, Legends of Vox Machina, like uh, the, the anime series. You're close. That's the one after this one. Oh. Frosthaven. Okay. Oh. oh okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. So Frosthaven was massive. Um, I can't remember the final dollar amount, um, but being in the top ten means that it is. Um, over ten million dollars, so oh it's um, yeah, it was a massive undertaking and a massive success. Which again was for being a, a board game um, was largely surprising. It is it is the largest board game in our list, um, and then comes the Vox Machina um, cartoon anime, yeah. Um, which again, thanks to Critical Role for for reviving that and um, bringing. Gosh, bringing another medium for role-playing games into mm-hmm. um, into the world, and so even if you don't want to play, even if RPGs aren't you, your thing, you can still catch the story that entranced so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the really nice thing about Vox Machina is that it actually had a through story. It was really well constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to follow, what is it, um, Acquisitions Incorporated, the live plays that happened at the various uh, PAX conventions because, uh, yeah, and that was a great one-shot and a lot of fun and a lot of silliness goes on, which you just expect at the table. But the Vox Machina stuff, there's, there's definite heart to that story, which is really good to see a, a collection of good, really good voice actors just bring gaming to that next level yeah. um, in terms of a... A, a viewed experience, mm. for want of a better word. 
I mean, well, I look at it and I get jealous because it's like, I'd actually rather be gaming with a bunch of friends than watching, but that's just me. Yeah, that that's that's the problem <laughs> I have with my ADHD. So I really, everything in me should love Critical Role. And I love what it means to the community. But whenever I see that there's like, 240 episodes at four hours each to catch up on season one, my anxiety spikes. And I'm like, I, I don't have the time to commit to that relationship. Like, I, just, I, I can't do that. Uh, I get Mister overwhelmed. Baby, it's not you. It's me. Yeah. It's me. It's you, it's yeah. me. So having another way to absorb this and, and hear these stories without having to commit so many hours of my life, like that means the world to me. Yeah. Uh, Definitely, yeah. Well, I just stressed myself out thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, it's on this, uh, and this, the, and this, and, and seeing the, like, you know, actually, like, you know, D and D with its its meteoric rise and you know the past mm-hmm. the past decade or so, but it's, there's you know also like you know Shadowrun has had a a, a good run of uh, like of really solid um, like adaptations through you know it's primarily mm-hmm. I know because I know I got the uh, I was gifted the um that late was it shadow run hong kong berlin um mm. and the other one that's name keeps escaping me because it's not dragon a location Ball. dragon fall because like, they're locations <laughs> and then a different one and i was like no um but uh yeah like the i was getting to the three of those on on this on my my switch back when i first got it it's like okay this is now i really want to play it because I've, I've like the shadow run lore is always just one of those things where i could just sit there and just eat it you know, mm. like, like a, a bowl of your favorite cereal, but uh, yeah, it's, it, like having like this is how the mechanics work. You know, here just wrap your smooth D six brain around it, and say, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- you know, throng understand. Um, surpri- <laughs> yeah, surprise! I played a troll. Um, but no, yes, yeah, the having having like easily consumable um, like external media. F- it's a, it's, it's mm. such a great in, and this you know you're seeing. There's of course, you know, of course, there's going to be you know pluses and minuses to it. You know, the, seeing so many people coming into uh, to to tabletop in general, but primarily D and D because of of Critical Role, and then coming into into Cyberpunk because of Edge Runners, and now um, yeah. we're going to be getting another new wave from the D and D movie, which we'll be talking about. Um, but so there's it's great seeing you know the new people come in, but then that's there is like that you know a bit of that fall off when they it's. The thing that's oh like I have brand recognition, and then it's completely it's either completely different or like it's surprise the you know this game that runs off of you know math rocks and books is not functioning like something that's you know that's 4K on your screen. Um, they some some people love it you know people who have like a really active third eye you know the, the imagination and they just they go hog wild and they love it mm-hmm. others will just kind of be like oh but it, 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 it takes so long to, to to do an attack why can't i just win but that's the uh it's oh, it, yeah. it, it, it is cool the seeing the the things that we were you know you know some of us belittled or like shoved in lockers trash cans whatever but yeah. being nerdy is vogue and that's Cool, but also weird. I'm just like, I'm, don't recite the deep magic to me, which I was there when it was written. <laughs> well, and and to spoon feed uh, Shadowrun even more, you mentioned Hong Kong. Um, I'm producing the audio drama for it, and we've got some 
so it's it's the retelling of the video game as, as a Ooh. novel and it's performed for audiobook and we've got um some amazing voice actors for it so i'm very excited yes the uh um, i'm blanking on her name i think she, i think it was in uh the 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 like the or, the orc lady with the the spiky blonde hair absolute uh, badass uh, rodriguez rodriguez yeah it was, it was like like the that opening mission was like i hope i hope i can get you in my party because you're my same fucking build but you're awesome yeah uh, uh, there there's so much yeah there's so much to that that was so cool i love that they weren't afraid to hurt their characters and like yeah. kill people right out of the gate and, and be like oh i thought i was gonna follow this person nope yeah um so yeah a lot of fun i can't wait to uh get more of those stories out uh but i have another two kickstarters to to talk about oh. does anyone have a guess of what the next one is it's a board game well kind of kind mm. of Mm. Oh, jeez. If I had oh, to clarify, I would Sorry. Say hopefully, somebody in the chat, hopefully somebody in chat knows, because I've got no idea off the top of my head. Yeah. It's a, is a board, by board game, is it like a, like a tactics board game or um, a... Let me, let me, let me just go ahead and read you the description okay. um, and, and, and see what that, uh, what that gets you. See if you can guess it from that. For so sure. we've got... Going back to my website here. All right. A cooperative nightmare horror game experience. Bloodborne? No. Damn. Oh. It's one of the Cthulhu-based ones. I'll say it's got to be Arkham something. It could be yeah, it. King. Oh, Ooh, okay. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I go by that booth every year at comp. God Ah. <laughs> now I'm gonna go to bed mad thing. <laughs> oh, it wasn't the uh the the AI that are gonna ruin the world. It was that no, it's death the, kingdom death oh, was the, uh, the D6 the the cube five. with no with no wrinkles. That's what right off the surface. God. Uh, it raised twelve million dollars. That's oh wow. And then they with the the quality of the models that went to it used every penny. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, just so God, I remember everyone talking about it. And then someone, it was before I was really aware of Kickstarters and someone got the, the box and was unpacking it with such like care and reverence. I was like, what's the big deal? And then I saw all the minis. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, what's, uh, so what's the, what's number five? I'm curious. Uh, so the fifth, so this is the last one that I'm counting in my 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 list of games that made the, the top 10. And technically I'm cheating because it's number 11, but it was so big and it's a IP that is near and dear to many of us uh, as, as we grew up in the 90s uh, and 2000s. Uh, any any guesses? What And it's an RPG. Uh, I've got no idea. I'm, Everyday Heroes? Avatar The Last Airbender. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Different, different kind of 90s kids. Like, oh, it's near and dear to us. And I was like, the Schwarzenegger simulator. Um, <laughs> which is which is Everyday Heroes. But no, I, I, I have that. Not. Yeah. Thank you for a guest TMNT, which uh, I think is actually, I think, 
might be getting worked on. I can't remember. Maybe Renegade is working on it. I don't remember. Um, I might be totally wrong on that too, but um, that was a good guess. TMNT is, is definitely closer in the vein of, uh, of Avatar. So um, yeah, Avatar The Last uh, Airbender by Magpie Games. Mm -hmm. uh, that raised... How much did you raise? So much money. And actually... Um, so Kingdom Death came in before Vox Machina. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it was in the order I have here. It was Branders Brandon Sa Sanderson, Frosthaven, Kingdom Death, Vox Machina, and then Avatar at number 11. They had 81,000 backers and raised $9,500. And for, for something that uses a, a really like, really simple system, is the powered by the apocalypse, yeah. that is, that's a yeah. Uh, oh, little baby. It's a little football. It's a little, Mi a little Miyazaki football. Um, yes, it is. No, the, yes, the, uh, I, I only have the PDF version, but like, I, I saw what the, like the Clippers edition rule books that was like the, the foil of, uh, avatar of avatar Aang and Korra, like in their avatar state. It looks so good. Um, yeah. it's like, I, I, I wanted it, but you know, it's like, the moth flying out of the bank account as it does sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, no, it's like, I, w I wish I could sustain myself on, you know, on the, the, the banana onion juice, like the guru did, but I can't, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a hungry boy. Um, well, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see some of this stuff kind of revive and, and come to life. And, yeah. Even when you go back and watch Avatar, like it holds up so well. It was it was mm. a work of art. It was a work and of passion. genius. Yeah, and mm. and it was intentionally like that. And oh. uh, but there's I mean, other things that like we love from our childhood that like we go back and watch. You're like, this is garbage. Uh, <laughs> see, I have uh, I picked up in an op shop for ten bucks Thunderbirds, and I loved it as a kid. And I'm going to go watch it um, just to say that I've watched it all because I haven't watched it since I was small. But I know it's not going to ha hold up too well. But looking at Avatar, you know, they made the bending forms based off different martial arts. And as someone who's done a bucket load of Tai Chi and knows a fair bit about that sort of stuff, it's, like, amazing to watch because I go, oh, yeah, I know that move. And my daughter says, oh, wait, don't you do that one? And kind of stuff. And it's, like, just trying to... Um, the story still holds up. It's the politics, you know, the the <clears throat> like the representation of how the world works and different people work within that world. Like, it, gosh, just it's it's brilliant. And um, I, I jumped on the bandwagon very late. I didn't watch it until just a couple of years ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is painfully good. You, um, you came in with the like the, that new wave that popped in during, yeah, during quarantine yeah. time. Yeah, I was like, well, okay, everyone's still talking about this. I guess I'll watch it now. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's great. But you know, you go back and watch. Gosh, another staple in in our culture is Friends, and that show is hot garbage. <laughs> uh, when you go back, it, they are all terrible human beings. Yeah, don't, um, don't add us in chat. It's bad. Mm, sorry, not yeah. sorry. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's rough. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I watch watch a samey sitcom or see someone you know kung fu fire out of their hands. Um, yeah, yeah. As I, I know which one I'll go back and yeah, it, right. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those like 
because my girlfriend and I, you know, you know, high school sweethearts, we we bonded over watching that show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and being you know being teenagers watching like, oh wow, pretty colors. Um, and then watching as adults, like there's layers here I didn't see when yeah. I didn't know how the world worked. Um, now that's yeah, it's so it's so cool to see, like you know, you know, watching or reading something, um, you mm. know, at one age and watching it again, and then like getting a renewed understanding for it. So it's mm-hmm. definitely one of those that like we we watch every year right along with them um, yeah. with the Lord of the Rings and the Mummy movies. Yeah, awesome. s- um, sacred texts I mean, in this house. Oh, definitely. I mean, the thing is, you look at uh, Avatar, and it's like you sit down and watch it, and even though it's just a kid's TV series or cartoon series, which historically haven't been, I suppose, put together well, they're just sort of lowest common denominator kind of stuff to be churned out, they've actually embedded embedded craft and art into that story that makes it so much better because, I mean, yeah, as a kid watching this sort of stuff, you just watch it, you absorb it. But mm-hmm. given that it's got... Um, <clears throat> morals and ethics and all sorts of other problems that the characters are thinking, you can take it at the surface level or you can take a bit more out of it. And so I think having that richer media is actually really good for everybody. This oh. is a, a terrible comparison that I'm humiliated to make, but, like, the difference between Avatar and, say, Rocco's Modern Life, where, like, you go back and watch that one, is like, what were they teaching me as a child versus... Avatar, where it's like they were teaching me to be a good human and understand how the world works and like stuff mm-hmm. like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, yeah, Ava- Avatar versus like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It's like, I, hmm, <laughs> I have so many fond memories of watching. Like, I loved Rocco's Modern Life, I couldn't make it through a single episode when I watched it a few years ago. Um. I came to Netflix and I was like, no, this is this is actually horrible. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> now, now, now that your synapses have developed, it just goes yeah. unresponse. Yeah. Um, to that list of um, of stuff that you should be watching, I've gone back and rewatched Avatar, and I thoroughly enjoyed it the second time through as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and also regularly go back and watch uh, Firefly and Serenity. Always of the the cast of characters, and it's just a beautiful told story. It's just. Too soon. Yeah, too, too soon and, and done. And with the as good as it was and the budget it was done on is always mm. always inspiring. Too soon and it came out in in the year two thousand, so it's been twenty three mm. years and it's still, still too soon. Car- but... Don't carbon date yeah. me. <laughs> at the same time, like it, it's an emotional toll for me to go back and watch Firefly and Serenity because I proceed to love the entire thing and then fume for several months about why I hate Fox and why I yep. hate Joss Whedon. Like- <laughs> well, if you, there's a, a local chain store here called JB Hi-Fi, and uh, for the things you can pick up that are on display, they have a little quote about it, and it was described as 14 hours of pure bliss followed by a lifetime of disappointment. Yes, yes. And as a review, I feel that is perfect in oh. so many ways. Yeah. Um. Oh, so to like to round out the the two TRPG section and I guess the trans- transition into our the final segment of the night, which is geek culture. Um Ram, you and I have this this overlap with the, the D and D film. We do. Which yeah. we, we uh we talked about the um D you know tabletop in new media. Well, there have been DD movies before, which what you know, the last yeah. one I watched came out in two thousand. Um I love Jeremy Irons, you know, all the scars my boy was all, also at the same time. Oh my God. Um yeah. so I was 
<laughs> with my last experience of a D&D film, the bar was subterranean. Um, <laughs> but be that as it may, me personally, I was I was on with not going in not expecting much. I was I was shocked and in, in a good way. I was I was absolutely taken aback by a, mm. on a variety of levels. <clears throat> I I have so much to say about this. Let's I, lead I, us off. From, yeah, from yeah, the gaming that. perspective. Um, I I left the theater feeling exactly as I should from leaving a D and D game. You know, like yeah. you, you've had an adventure that that has warmed your heart, and you've laughed with friends, and you've you've done the stupid thing, and you failed at what you tried. But also, like that kind of makes it more real and memorable and stuff like that. And yeah. I think I think that tone and that feeling. And the nostalgia as well. They hit all of that. Did oh, they get yeah. every fact of D&D right? No. no but like, so what? Like, if you came out of that feeling warm and good and feeling like you even wanted to try D&D, like, it, it did its job and oh, did it so well. Definitely. No, yeah. it, it was um, it was definitely one of those, one of those experiences, like, and where... It's definitely one of those movies where if if you're if you're that kind of player with a capital T, um, you know, a, a that guy who has to rules learn and be right about everything when it comes to D and D, of course you're gonna have a bad time. But also, like if you're that kind yeah. of player, you hate joy. So, eh. um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I say that because I I had one who was a roommate who was at my table for years. Um, bleh. but th- th- there's. There's so many little like little homages and cameos to someone yes. who's who's deep into it. You know, on yeah. like on one character's desk, they had what was to, at least to you know to, you know to my eye, it looked like the uh, the array of books from three point five. You know, because they, they made them look like like the brown leather mm. with the brass fittings. The you know the dandy three point five books look like tomes, and they were just right there on a dude's desk. I'm like, hey, I get that. Um, like the you know the the casuals mentioning of factions. He said, "Oh, you know, you know, there's the Harpers, is what they're doing. Oh, the Emerald Enclave, and they they do more showing of what the factions do than telling. There's no like yep. lore dumping, makes it feel natural and baked into the world. Um, yeah, and even subtler things like the the way the large dragon emerged from the very small part of the dungeon I where you go that. how on earth did you get in there uh, kind of stuff we we lo- we love our chonky boy dragon all, like first <laughs> but, off all, all bodies are beautiful but oh my god the, the thing that made me so happy about that is um so i run my D home game um is we run out of the abyss mm-hmm. and this is the game that I, I like brought in all of my friends that have that have been long distance since I used to live in Chicago and don't anymore. And people just that over the years have meant something to me that I didn't want to lose touch with. This is that game I play with them. Mm-hmm. And so some of them have never touched D&D. And Thumber Show is in Out of the Abyss. Spoiler, but it's been out for like 10 years, so get over it. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, the fact that if they go see that movie, then not only is a lot of this stuff going to ring true for them, even if they don't fully understand the lore and stuff like that, but something that they got to encounter and fight made it into the movie. And that's so cool. Oh, like, it, oh and that's, that's why I mean, I'm not going to be touching on, on, on any spoilers. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm 
were mentioning things that you can see in the trailer, which have been the that, mm. that thick dragon and the yep. dis- and the displacer beast. As a GM, the displacer beast is one of my favorite creatures because I'm I'm a, I'm a sadist. Um, <laughs> but the, from a design yeah. standpoint, though, like for that dragon, I'm so happy they went the way they did with it because it just would have otherwise it would have just been like, oh look, it's it's you know you know like, it, it, well it's it's like it's Kirkland brand smog. Um, but the, yeah. it made him it made him distinct, different, and just his him, the, the jiggle. I, I loved him. Everything. If there's not a plushie, I'll eat my hat. Um, Wiz Kids already has one. Oh, of, um, of course, duh. Naturally, marketing. Um, and in hindsight, I I thought at Gary Con, and I wish I had bought it. Yeah. Um, oh man. But but, uh, but the only thing that I wish they had done, or that they could have done, but hey, they can always bring it back for another movie. Is um show that the dragons are intelligent creatures that like, like to, to, to have some repartee where it's like, cause Thumber show in out of the abyss is like, how can I use you? Yeah. It's a conniving um, bastard. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's spoiled and selfish and can be flattered out of anything, but like how, how it would have been cool to just touch on like, yes, this is, this is a intelligent creature that is trying to eat their faces. So, yeah. Uh, as I, when running out, out of the abyss, I always ran him as very, again, going back to Jeremy Irons, very Scar from Lion King. It's like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, please flatter my inflated ego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's, it, it fit with the little blurb you get about him. But um, one other thing that like surprised me about it before getting to like some of the other fun films, that I, at least that I watched this month, but the, I was not expecting all of the practical effects. I, I was honestly going in in the era of film we live in. It's a huge smattering of CGI stuff. Which, and there, there is some, you know, the you know, as we, as we saw in the trailer, the mimic and the displacer beast. But um, there was there was puppetry and and animatronics and like you know these mm. practical effects that and, and and the makeup. Oh my god, the makeup! I was uh, I was not expecting, and and I love seeing anytime I get to see it on a screen because it it is it, you know, you know this era of film a slowly dying art. But you know, the you know the the era Kokra that you see very briefly in the trailer, and that was that was all puppet work, and that's absolutely blew my mind. So it's the for that bit for entertaining there, that there, artistry. Without... Go ahead. What? Without spoiling it, there there was a little bit that fell short for me. Mm-hmm. There was somewhere like with as cool as the Displacer Beast was and stuff like that. There were a couple things where I'm like, "Oh, that's gross!" Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I I don't remember if if they're in the they don't really matter for the plot or anything, but the Tabaxi are pretty awful. Oh, I I they I loved how ugly cute the Tabaxi was, but. <laughs> They were so ugly. Oh, but see, <laughs> they were, like, I, so bad. No, I, 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 I love that though. It's like, oh, you are absolutely hideous. I need thirty. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, 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 I worked, I've worked in zoos half my life. If it's got, if it can run on on two to four legs and has fur, I'll probably call it friend. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. A, I was just gonna say, out of the movie, I really like the way they were able to escape the gelatinous cube. I know the first chunks in the trailer, but the way they got out was that's actually a cool play. And I could see some of my players doing that and going, I want to try this random thing. And then going, I can't think of a reason why it wouldn't work. 
work. Let's try it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, it's like yeah, it's, you can certainly try, and the, they roll really well. And it's like, well, son of a bitch, you did it. Um, yeah, but there's because there's it, it, it did feel it did feel like uh, the GM of the the game that they're playing did yes and them a few times where it's like sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like why yeah. not shot. <laughs> yeah it's in you know it's the it, it fits it, go, it, it, it falls yeah. in the brackets of theme and mood so i'm all for it mm. but yeah. um speaking of mood though the the other mm-hmm. big film that i saw this month that as again floored me um i'm far better this month than last month when i had to deal with shazam uh john wick 4 um please no spoilers no 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 spoilers none at all it was uh it's there's a plenty of hype about it already but the it each john wick john wick film ups the ante you know and uh you know and just and it's action and and it's it's budget and the the spectacle of it and this thing's a it's a it's a blood-stained opera Mm. Uh, the, the 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 soundtrack, the set design, the stunt work, um, it's it's like a, almost a three hour action flick, and you don't you don't oh, feel oh. it. It's 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 as long as it needs to be, um, yeah. and it was it was one of those things where I was completely blown away. And then you know, and and talking with you know with people who've got friends who've got friends you know friends in college and shit and there's one is one of those friends of a friend who's just started as a freshman like oh yeah i remember when the first john went came out when i was eight and i was like stop <laughs> um, <laughs> but no it was it it's one of those things sorry, I was eight when the empire strike, strike out comes the empire strikes back came out yeah but um it was no, because you know, being like you know, worst worked with firearms, and there's always been like that bit of like mm. the reverence of it's like this, you know, it's the most accurate gunplay you can see in a lot of films nowadays. Um, but this, it's, oh, it's, uh, uh, I, <laughs> if if you can see mm. it in on the big screen, like in IMAX, because oh, the the sound like a lot of soundtracks slap, but this one comes in with brass knuckles. It is so good. Uh, the the OST. Uh, you know, can make and break a film when this one was just it was gravy on top of something that was already uh, super good. So that so is, you love the music. Uh, I I haven't heard much, and again, I, without spoiling, I have seen one Facebook post so far. So that's my expertise that I'm bringing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that says that the ending was disappointing. I mean, that that comes down to the. So I guess, yeah, as as anything like the the individual and like it's you know it's I'm, I'm gonna sound like some highbrow artists, but like the individual and like the relationship with storytelling, um, to to me it felt the the ending felt earned, um, and it's, it's it's one of those things you know there are some people who can't who cannot take an ending being a certain way, um. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, some people, you know, some people, you know, my wife among them needs to have happy endings and not all stories will have everything wrapped up in a nice pink silk bow. Um, that's why, you know, she loved Edge Runners. And then uh, the, the false files credits roll. She's like, that's dumb. I never watched that ever again. Um, but <laughs> but then it's, it's also, you know, for those that, that know or like, you know, into that, you know, that just really the heart wrenching Edge Runner, Shadow Runner, you know, that kind of like... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watched like 
and those of us who've watched, you know, grew up watching like Ghost in the Shell and like Black Lagoon, you know, it's a, I'm going on animes, but you know, but the, uh, mm. those, those, those stories that are like really good, make you love the characters and then they just curb stomp you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some of us accepts that some stories mm. have that. Um, yeah. And there's, yeah. yeah and it, John, you know, John Wick takes you for a ride, uh, watching it like like one, you know, the the one through four, you know, this the and Keanu has his very limited acting range, but it is, yeah, it, it the the whole the whole thing comes together so well. Um, I I personally couldn't have have imagined the story being wrapped in any other way, um, but as this final one had some of my my favorite actors, you know, thrown in it throughout, and it mm-hmm. was. Uh, yeah, it was it's heart wrenching to see you know, to hear that Lance Riddick passed away uh right before the movie's premiere. But um yeah. you know, it was it was you know, it was heartwarming, you know, Keanu being, you know, the 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 great guy that he is and his mm-hmm. co stars just, you know, honoring his memory. They handed out those pins, the red carpet. Um and so it was it was good to see, you know, Lance Riddick's last work. Um, being a movie that was so well received and it was just so this it earned I, I believe earned all the praise it got so if, I I can't right. recommend enough if you like you know you know, ass kicking action but you know like I said mm-hmm. you know you mentioned '90s kid my brain went Schwarzenegger so <laughs> um, but that yeah that was the D and D movie and John Wick are the big ones other than that um, for TV. Uh, Bad Batch and Mandalorian have been amazing. I know Star Wars Celebration is going on right now. Uh, the trailer dropped for Ahsoka, which uh, oh, no, it's the yeah. There's they're giving of course giving Ahsoka the, like one of the best Star Wars books that ever came out. Like excellent, fantastic, heir to the Empire. Um, yeah, there's is a lot more coming out soon, which will make probably like the summer and fall segments of this show even more fun. Um, <laughs> but as the, the la- to wrap us all up here, the, the last, the most recent episode of the Mandalorian was a complete riot. There were two, two people I did not expect to see in, in star Wars were it were side shoulder to shoulder. And mm. uh, I, I, I thought I like I had been like jacked out of the Matrix really roughly for a second. Dump um, shock. Yeah, no, it, you know, it, no, it was, it, it was dump shock because I was like, was that Jack Black? Um, and <laughs> it was. He's oh my sweet boy, he's perfect. Uh, but it's, you, you, you need. I won't paint it more than that because it, it needs to be experienced. So for those of you that can, <laughs> you definitely, you definitely should. Um, but that's. I believe that's our time. I could keep going on gushing about the things mm-hmm. I the things I love melting my brain over for hours more. But um it's it's late it's late for for one of us and it's you know the day's <laughs> getting started for the other. So uh <laughs> I I will release I'll release my co-hosts and I'll sign us off by uh saying once again I am your perpetually disheveled host. Um, Alex Maxwell. Uh, you can find me under Maxwell on the Separate Nations Uncentered Discords. Be sure to come in, um, say hi. If you're looking for you know, dystopian sci-fi gaming, pop in and you know check our calendars. We've got things going almost every week. We've got little mm-hmm. tips and tricks for GMs. We've got LFGs for players. We've got an amazing Cyberpunk play-by-post for those of you who can't commit to like a, a steady game. Um, it's got 
everything you need under one banner. It's been fantastic. It's uh, my fresh one year anniversary with being under this brand. Um, and it's I've had an absolute blast working with everyone here. Um, and I, I started from being a little, wee little baby Patreon supporter. And now here I am talking on a show with some, you know, some great like minds. Um, since start, uh, start of May, we'll be, uh, hopefully kicking up, uh, our new Saturday stream. That's going to be taking the place of nevermore. We'll be going into cyborg. Um, so I will be a completely different kind of cybernetic scumbag, uh, which I can't wait to unveil, unveil to everyone. But, um, I, you guys can also find me on a little Twitter thing on Alex R. Maxwell at Twitter. Um, Rem, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, gosh, everywhere. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash master of Rem. Uh, I stream um, with my channel on Sundays for Like Clockwork, which is steampunk fantasy D&D set in the world of our uh, comic book. Uh, I am on Gen Con TV every Thursday uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern um, for Rules of Cool, where I interview different people from the gaming industry uh, and writers and authors and stuff like that. Um, I am all over the place now on the Catalyst Game Labs YouTube, um, getting content up for them, and uh, I will be doing a lot with that. Um, as we move forward, I'll be doing some like learn about battle tech. Totally not because uh, it, it's for, for you all that know nothing about battle tech. Um, not me learning my how to do my job. Uh, <laughs> two birds. Um, so I will be over there a lot. Um, and then we are a very active community on Discord as well. We actually have our third annual streamathon happening at the end of this month. So if you've ever thought about streaming or you want to try out a TTRPG, we've got a whole mess of them for about 36 hours that you can choose from and learn to play and just hop on in. All right. And go me. And we, unlike Rem, I can be found precisely nowhere. Um, I do appear on in the uh, Discord from time to time, and I am there. Um I do exist online, but as my alter ego rea reality check ID. Um, but beyond that, um, yeah, I'm still, I suppose, dabbling with bits and pieces and doing my own little thing, uh, running one or two local games and just sort of keeping, I suppose, things going for myself um, as I find what little time I have to work with things. Right. Um, well, that was... That, that's us and that's our show for tonight i just realized at the very tail end i didn't do my book my book review for this month but there was a lot of, of video media to cover so i'll do two books next month but until <laughs> then this has been talk nerdy i'm sorry for the for uh vampire bites there is no talk dirty nerdy to us after dark um <laughs> yeah so, sorry bubby you can't afford me um, you can you can uh, hire an AI, I hear. You can hire an AI for that kind of treatment, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but until then, that's us, and we'll be seeing you later, everyone. Next time. Till next time. Fascination on